I think our first move should be calling the Avengers. Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In today's episode, we discuss Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Join the Cinema Swamp as we talk about the next six films in the groundbreaking franchise. Watch out for spoilers for, well, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are you ready to talk about Phase 2? Oh yeah. Oh, well, we're ready. So, Phase 2, we started <laughs> Such a good intro. Oh, I forgot it starts oh, with this song. I thought that so was cool. The greatest <laughs> intro to like any superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got this. so up. good. <laughs> if you can't hear it on the microphone, it's Daba Dee Daba Dine, Daba Dee Daba Dine. Blue Dabadita. Yeah. Iphone 69. Iphone 65. Yeah. 69. Yep. Kids Bot Volume 1. It was hitting you hard from the Cinema Swamp. Actually, I think that is where I heard that first. Kids Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a church kid. All Star was on it. Yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Thousand Theaters with Zach, I think. Probably. I still don't. I never remember home with usually. I just remember the movie. Yeah. Yep. Most likely, it was a date. So this podcast is now just going to become the Iron Man Three defending uh, defenders podcast defenders. because I think we all pretty much have. You don't like it. She hates it. But you like it. I love it. Okay, so I it's going like to be us lot. versus Chloe, I guess. <laughs> you ready to argue? No. <laughs> you got all your. You got you're all your points of why you hate it. You know what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna do. There, you're gonna say why you hate it, and then we're gonna just like we're gonna agree with you. But we just love it. Like, it's the I don't thing. really have a good reason to hate it. That's my issue. Mm-hmm. I would you do you use hate though in describing it? Like you hate it, or you just think it's I not good? I never want to watch it again. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> I think I think you should Whoa. watch. It I feel like you should watch it. I should watch it. It's not again. that bad. I don't like it though. It was like, just really? okay. So it for me it was boring. Why? There was nothing entertaining about it. There just there's like nothing. Me- there's that's the thing. There was nothing memorable about it. What? In my opinion. Did you watch the same Iron Man three? Yeah. There's I, a lot of memorable. I mean, like I'm, a negative Iron Patriot. Out of five. I won't. I won't go against what you're saying because it seems to be the general consensus is that people don't like this movie. Yeah, people don't like it. But I've read people's reasoning, and one of them is like, "Oh, the Mandarin. They ruined the Mandarin." I think. All that stuff is brilliant. <laughs> like, I, I like it because amazing. of uh, the the mint, the short with him. Oh, because like that. Because like that. Because it says that like there's still an actual Mandarin out there, but they they also had this. What was his name? Trevor. <laughs> Tre- Tre- Trevor Flattery or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just acting as him, and I think that's just so cool that there's still like an actual mm-hmm. Mandarin out there. Well, like I, I think when I discovered who Shane Black was. That's when I truly fell in love with Iron Man three, and I realized that it wasn't like a crappy movie on accident. It's no like Shane Black wanted to make a movie for himself, and it happened to be Iron Man three. And I'm like, dang, this is actually a good movie compared to Shane Black because he's, it's just like the other or not the other guys, the nice guys. It's just like the new Predator that we saw. His, his need to add a random kid. Yeah, his need to add <laughs> in a kid into it. His weird like he takes the weirdest side trips like. <laughs> 
Yeah. He's just in He's Tennessee, in Tennessee. <laughs> in, during the winter time for a time, you know? Like he it's meets such a, the weird fan news guy. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's very, very Shane Black and I and so but my first viewing I was like, Man, like I like it because I think it's the funniest of the three. I think yeah. by far it's the funniest and that's like what held it together. I liked the, the joke filled. It's it was like the most it's it was the weirdest um uh it was a different D- humor. Dissolving of, like, a hero, like a fallen hero, you know? Like, you know, Spider-Man 3, he, you know, kind of becomes the symbiote. And then, um, uh, I'm trying to think of other movies where they have a deconstruction of a hero. <laughs> um, anyway, it's very practical. He just doesn't have access to the suit. Like, that's, like, the basis. And then now he has, like, this PTSD. Um, I like the little thing of him becoming, like, the mechanic. Like, he goes to, like, Florida or something and, like, just goes to Target and, like, makes yeah, this makes little like spy suit and, like, just is so cool, you know? And then there's this little line at the end when they, they're fighting in the oil, the whatever oil ship thing, and him and Rhodey are just, they don't have a suit and they both have a gun, and he, like, shoots all his bullets out right away. And there he's like, give me another. He's like, no, I can't. He's like, he's like, what do you mean? I make weapons for a living. Give me another. He's like, no, they don't, they don't fit. fit. They're not universal. <laughs> that whole exchange, I think, is hilarious. So and so as that's like the first little snippet of like, like Guardians of the Galaxy humor we'll eventually get, yeah. or not to mention Thor Ragnarok, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of, I think, when Marvel really starts to solidify what kind of yeah. like humor they're going to have. And I think in turn Disney, because eventually Star Wars adopts that humor, mm-hmm. obviously, and um yeah i don't know i really like it a lot i think it's weird that it's a christmas movie i think that's <laughs> yeah. just the most pointless part of it is that's christmasy mm-hmm. um but i i i didn't I, my, I had a big discrepancy with it at first because the first two were so grounded in like normal you know iron guy smart guy in another iron man suit fighting and then mm-hmm. this was like a little bit more out of this world you know they're like glowing fire breathing yeah. hand people you know and hand like people. now I like it you know the fight scenes are pretty well done there's a lot of parkour and stuff um, but back then I wasn't cool with it I like how so. comic booky like the villains are I do now like, so but back then I wasn't when, like I, when we saw it I, I would like it's fit. just such a different villain compared to the other two because the mm-hmm. other two are just tech based villains yeah and they're realistic just like mutated genes yeah you're like no that would definitely never happen you no know? but it's it's just fun yeah it's just a fun time yeah, and, and now all, it is, and I think. seeing all the different suits that mm-hmm. he's just been <laughs> distracting himself with, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's a cool time, too. I think they should have called it Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> fun. With the, the E in men is three. Yeah, that's, that would be the name of it. I think that'd be, that would make it 50% better as a movie. <laughs> it would make it 50% worse. <laughs> worse. <laughs> I love this movie. I've mm-hmm. always... I've, this actually probably is the most watched MCU movie I've, I've seen. Really? Like, I probably have watched this one the most. I just watched it recently. Mm-hmm. Like I, I only saw it the one time in theaters, and I just got it on Blu-ray. So oh, yeah? I, I just binged, or, yeah, binged a couple Marvel movies before coming here. It's like, I don't know, it's just it's Robert Downey Jr. at his best, and it's like, mm-hmm. I really like... It's really a good character analysis movie and there's so just i like love everything about this movie i love every single turn that it basically takes and like every challenge he gets i like 
that stuff where he does fly away to Tennessee. I always liked that when he went to a small mm-hmm. town because I'm like, I, it's like, I just hadn't, I'd never seen that before. And any mm-hmm. we're always in New York, we're always in some mm-hmm. big battle. It's like, oh, here you're going to some small town middle of nowhere. It's like, meet this goofy kid who mm-hmm. it's like that relationship dynamic is yeah. unique. You know, after watching the nice guys, now I mm-hmm. totally see that is his style of yep. writing and predator. Yep. The, yeah, the predator is the same way. <laughs> if you watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's the exact same way again. He like, just knows how to write kids. Yeah. And um, especially uniquely, I mean, it, it seems more real, but it's also like unique because other movies don't like mm-hmm. take that chance to make like, the kid characters a little basic. And uh, the only thing I really don't like is is kind of the stuff with the villain, not the villain himself because he's fine, but and I'm not talking about the Mandarin because that, that stuff that stuff just is hilarious. But like, uh, yeah, his whole thing with the aim project. Um, mm-hmm is fine but when it started getting to like fire breathing i was like ah, yeah. they made a great joke about it yeah. which was fine so it made it almost give it a pass but the whole like false um climax that they had to have with uh pepper pots yep i didn't like that and then how she like was like one of those things and then wasn't that's weird yeah i, I, didn't, that's weird. I didn't enjoy like any of that the that's, whole that's my biggest sequence, issue i'd have to say i don't remember did they like Actually they fixed her. It. Okay. They said because then he's like, and speaking of fixing things, it shows him getting yeah. the arc reactor okay. removed. Yeah, and it's like there. I think this movie just took more chances. Mm-hmm. This is the first one where they threw the president into it, and the president yeah. really gets like kidnapped. Yeah. And it, I don't know. There's something about it that I just I buy it. I buy the stuff where he's like going against. Um, when it's the president in that video chat with the Mandarin, and he's like, I'm going to shoot this guy, mm-hmm. and he just does it anyway, and it's like, whoa, this is, like, terrifying. And then you mm-hmm. find out who the Mandarin actually is, and you're like, really? Like, it's just, I yeah. think it's still hilarious. <laughs> and then you get, um, well, one of the other things is, uh, when he says, goes up into those news cameras, you know, because he's going, like, crazy at this point. He's got, like, mm-hmm. PTSD and... Mm-hmm. All that stuff's great. And he goes up to those cameras and tells exactly where he lives to the mm-hmm. bad guys. And people have commented on that and said, that's so stupid. Like, why would he do that? And I'm like, yeah, but why would they actually go and blow him up? Because I didn't think that was going to happen. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, he's saying his address. But I'm like, people do crazy things like that in the real world. People get nuts like that, especially when you're a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone knows it's not like it's hard to find him either. Yeah. His yeah. huge house in Malibu, like... It's pretty, and he's like one of the richest people, most popular people in the world, and he's a superhero by now. Yeah, which means he's very Googleable. So it's like, but so. like, I'm I hate when people comment on that though, and they say, "Well, of course, then they go blow up his yeah. match." I'm like, I didn't really see that happen. It would though. make sense like, if you, Justin, were to do that, where no one knows you, and now everyone knows where you live. Yeah, yeah but, but like, him, but it's even like, then, like, if I say my address, him. people are gonna go and like, you know, stalk it and such, but. They're not gonna like the the villain ends up actually sending people to go destroy it. They're like, mm-hmm. "Yep, yeah, we're gonna do this." Like, and it's like, "What? Wait, they're actually gonna blow it up? Yeah. Like, how are they gonna get away with this?" And you're just really mm-hmm. thrown for like a like like you said, the story yeah. just goes all over the place. But it's done. I think it's done well. Yeah, for me, this movie comes in at number eleven. Where is it for you, Chloe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 20 is dead last watch the nice guys and then go back and watch it uh, it's number 13 for me um i have it at number seven 
Oh. Tip my hat to you. All right, next, I this is the two that sometimes I get confused. Is Thor the Dark World right after this? It is. All right. 2013 November. Thor the Dark World. Which? I watch this every year because I have to. Um, <laughs> what do we have to say about it? And I really like Loki. It's very important, but very <laughs> That's a, boring. pretty much it. Oh my god, is it important? <laughs> like, why, is so important. why is there so much important stuff in there? And I'm just but, ever, uh, but it just yeah. feels like they're just throwing all the important stuff at you. Like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like reading a boring book. I was gonna say it's like the second book in a trilogy. The second book always has all the important like background stuff, so mm-hmm. it's the most boring. Sometimes the second one's the best one. The Dark Knight, Spider Man Two, The Two Towers. I mean, for me, is my favorite yeah. one. So like T Two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Arguably, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. This is one of the Empire worst. Empire Strikes Back sequels ever yeah. to a movie that already I didn't think was good but <laughs> what, what did you think of it because you liked the first one I didn't like I like it slightly more like it's not the lowest on my list but it's not very high on my list at all like but what did you like like not like about it or like about it like do you remember it <laughs> yeah well kind of see this was another not super memorable one also mm-hmm. really boring but the fact that it's Thor kind of saves it. I really like Thor. <laughs> it's like somebody saw Thor, this t- director, Alan Taylor, and the writers, um, Christopher L. Yost, <laughs> and uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who actually, those two ended up going to write The Winter Soldier, weirdly mm-hmm. enough. But it seems like they all watch Thor, and they're like, you know, the stuff people loved the most about Thor was the stuff on Earth and the stuff with Cat Dennings. Like, that was the best stuff. <laughs> and that's all I really remember about the Dark World. I remember Cat Dennings and I remember the Aether stuff. I do not know who the villain even was in this movie. Malachith. I know Loki's in it. Malachith. A Dark Elf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Malachith the Dark Elf and also that other brute guy. Let me look up the oh, Dark. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I actually have it on my list. Let me oh, look up the Malachith was Crystal, Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Frick nerdy crystal fist. <laughs> yeah. For the listener at home, that is uh, Chloe's D and D character <laughs> from our Sunday night D and D group. No, they're gonna stalk her. Um, How are oh. they gonna stalk her through that? <laughs> I don't know. They'll find a way. Gonna Google Frick nerdy crystal fist and somehow <laughs> discover where we play D and D every yeah. Sunday night. It's this guy. Okay, I don't remember him. He was a doctor in Doctor Who. <laughs> Wait, he so was he was in... the ninth doctor. He was in GI Joe. Let's let's back up a second. So, because I haven't seen this movie since it came out. Me either, and so, I never wanted to after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> go, we're, li- we're, we're relying on you heavily. So, yeah. the movie is about them finding the Aether. The mm-hmm. Aether is the reality, reality gem. gem. Yeah. Is Idris Elba in this one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this one get the bridge back? Yes, they mm-hmm. have rebuilt the bridge by the beginning of the movie. And then the mother dies. Yes. Yeah. And Malekith stabs her. Yes. And then Loki Wait. takes the throne, and they all think Loki's dead. At the very, At the very end. end. But you, you're still, it's, it's very uh, ambiguous, I guess. Like, you don't, you're not really sure. Because, like, he, it's like he Come clearly on. dies, and then, like, he's oh. on the throne, but you don't know if he's doing it for evil purposes, or if he's... Yeah. It makes it seem like he's up to something way more evil, and then they completely, like, retcon it by Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So. Well... Like, I don't think... Well, Loki's not really evil, but he is. Like, he's 
it makes a garbage it's, person. Yeah, but, like, it seems just, way more sinister than it actually is. I mean, he just wants to rule Asgard. Like, he doesn't yeah. actually know how to rule Asgard, but he wants to. So then, mm-hmm. he, at the end, he does, and he just ruins everything mm-hmm. <laughs> by Ragnarok. Like, I can see that. But he had, like, that grin mm-hmm. on his face at the end that, like, yeah, he looked sinister. Yeah. But, I think you could honestly... I do like the final fight scene, how it's, like, interdimension hopping, fighting, yeah, and then they kind of are in, like... They're in, not in D.C., they're in London somewhere. Yeah. Wait, so, uh, is that right? Um, Zachary Levi is in this movie? <laughs> I don't remember. That... Zachary Levi, who will be playing uh, Shazam. Shazam's Shazam in this movie. Yeah, he replaced one of the actors from the other movie. And who is he in he Thor? He played, he, he was he the in intern? Thor. He wasn't in Thor, but he was in this one and replaced someone as Fandral. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't He's one of the that. Warriors 3. This is the worst movie Chuck. ever. Shazam. So. Wait, he was replaced, or he... He replaced the guy who was in the first movie. Chuck replaced yeah. him. Yeah, I think... Is he like uh, the rapier guy? Uh, the yeah, sword the, guy? The, the, the rapier guy, because before that, it was a guy who was in Once Upon a Time, the TV show, I think. Okay. He played Prince Charming in yeah. Once Upon a Time, and I think, yeah, he must I don't know. Him. Those are the most lame part of this these movies, so <laughs> I, I don't pay a whole lot of really attention. I don't really care. I... I I never had an opinion on them. Really. Lady Sif comes back a couple times in Agents of Shield. Yeah. that's about it. So. I didn't. I never like had a gripe with them. I thought it was cool that Thor had friends. I guess, but I'm, like, yes, I'm glad he had friends. I never, yeah. I never hated them. He clearly oh, leaves like, them behind because he found cooler friends <laughs> from Cat another Daddy's school. Like, yeah. He just went to Earth to yeah. be cooler. <laughs> like, think, he's not cool in Asgard. <laughs> I think all you'd have to do is like somehow like for that movie to be any better is to somehow explain how loki became the secret king and then show the yeah. end credit scene and that's it you yeah. don't ha- no one really cares where the ether came from because no one really cared where the soul gem came from mm-hmm. so it's easy to retcon the movie but i don't think we need to talk about this one a whole lot longer <laughs> what about that weird demon dog at the end where it just runs across the- yeah it's kind of <laughs> neat i thought that'd be like a like we just topic see of Agents of Shield because they do everything else. Yeah, but... like go catch it because <laughs> it's still just running around. Yeah, this one's number twenty for me. Number twenty for me as well. Number twenty. Eighteen. Eighteen. I don't think it's awful. Like there's way worse superhero movies out there, like Fantastic Four. Which one? The twenty fifteen one. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I like mean, the other two Fantastic Four. I do a too. Lot. I, um, like they're really cheesy. Yeah, I like I that like they're it. cheesy though. They're yeah. fun. Um, I think this movie's they're terrible. They're very X-Men-y. Like, they feel like they're in the X-Men universe. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's worse than Wolverine Origins. It's mm-hmm. Is it worse than Jurassic World or Jurassic Park 2? Or, I guess, Jurassic World 2. <laughs> Jurassic World, like, Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. Yes, because I remember stuff from Fallen Kingdom. I don't remember one in ounce of this movie. Mm-hmm. And if I watch it again, I promise you... I'll be like, yeah. I remember more than I thought I did, actually. This is the last time I told myself after I watched it, this is the last time I'll watch it for a while. This is probably like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. But like I said, it's more because I make myself watch it because I hope I'll like it and I never really do. If you have trouble going to bed at night, watch Thor Dark World. Mm-hmm. will help. <laughs> Let's go on to a way, 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 way better movie, Captain mm. America, The Winter Soldier. The oh, yeah. first MCU movie I oh, actually yeah, saw in theaters. Bring it, tell it to me. <laughs> Tell it to me nice and slow. This movie 
to me is the one that like changed the game again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's already been changed several times with this one. Wow, like, why? I remember all I thought about watching this was why, how? Why is this the best one? And why are they wasting all this good stuff for just a Captain America sequel? I'm like, it's so good and. This isn't going to be the Avengers movie? Like, this is just a Captain America movie? So, what else can we expect from just individual sequels? Like, this is <laughs> nuts how good this movie is. Mm. It is one of the best written out of the entire oh, series. Yeah. It has probably the best story. Probably has. I mean... For me, Civil War takes the... takes the, Well, I mean, I Whatever guess that saying is, takes the something. Takes the cake. cake. Takes the cake. I don't like cake a lot. <laughs> it takes the... Takes the muffin. Takes the parfait. Everyone loves parfaits. I don't like parfaits either. Takes the dark chocolate. Um, Yeah. And uh, but Winter Soldier is a is a very close second in terms of storyline and like just insanely advanced writing and intricacy that I discover something new each time I watch it. Like really and uh, yeah, it's a good looking movie. It's a good feeling movie. I love it. So many good, like, fight scenes. So many good, uh... Right out of the gate, too. Yeah. Like, the whole... Like, from the beginning, like, the movie's just... You're in. Like, and there's so many, like, little characters that show up that... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like all these characters showed up in other movies. The one mm-hmm. guy that they, like, throwing off of the building, he was in Thor. And, like, I didn't even mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary Shandling. He was in, uh, Iron Man 2, the senator He's guy. in Avengers a lot, in the first Avengers. Yeah, and he, oh, like... Oh, the senator guy? Yeah. Like and, oh, wait, no, the, the senator? Yeah. Oh, they were talking about, uh... Jasper, he's the agent that he's about to drop off the roof. Yeah, yeah. But, but that guy, yeah. He's On the also, front steps, he's talking to the senator, yeah. But it was, like, nice to see them use these recurring characters mm-hmm. as the ones mm-hmm. who end up being the ones who are, like, yeah. actually evil, which yeah. was nice. They didn't just take, you know, new people, because that would have thrown you mm-hmm. off. It's nice that they took other characters you've seen before, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. so it actually kind of throws you off when it's like, oh, that senator was actually really evil the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they, I like the very very beginning scene is him running around the not the lincoln memorial but the pond i guess yeah. in dc and uh you get introduced to sam wilson right mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. and you don't know he's falcon unless you're you're you've studied yeah. you know but otherwise like nothing else really brings you into a brand new character that will play a big role in the franchise like that like immediately the first scene and it's in a weirdly just a good organic way you know or like Captain America, like or Steve Rogers, he's he's in the world now. He's still learning, but he's also comfortable finally. Like he's kind of, he knows his place at the moment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it goes right into that sweet like taking over the ship, you know, mm-hmm. scene and just some of the best fighting <laughs> sequences yeah, the you've seen. The elevator scene. So the elevator scene is iconic. <laughs> elevator yeah. scene. Just I can't believe that after the first Avengers, you know, which is basically period piece mm-hmm. they decided the sequel is going to be like this espionage thriller almost mm-hmm. with so much good so like moments in it and uh well and the only thing that ever really threw me off about it was the blatant um how did he get the flash drive in the in the vending machine i always wondered that it's Captain America. Don't ask questions. <laughs> I uh, not that part, but like I always got thrown off by just how blatantly... he was stalking it. He probably bribed the guy and said, yeah. "Yo, I'm Captain America. Can you put this here for me?" And he's and like, "Yes, I will." Guy is like, "I'm Hydra." If you're truly an American, you'll help me out here. And 
put this behind the hubba bubba. I thought the whole like Hydra stuff was almost like too blatantly out there, especially when like the senator was saying like hail Hydra. Like to yeah. me, at the time, I was like, well, like come on, like I get that these people are part of this secret organization, but why mm-hmm. would they be so out there with it with their like evil ways? But then the year twenty sixteen happened, and never <laughs> yeah. I'm also, like, I think oh. they were starting to get sloppy because obviously Captain America found out about it. Who's mm-hmm. like the man out of time should be the last person to discover a secret plot, and then. Also, they knew, like, hey, we're about to just kill off most of the world with our sweet secret weapon. Like, they were getting slapped because they knew they had nothing to lose. But as soon as it happened, as soon as they whispered, Hail Hydra, I was I got so excited because I'm like, oh, this guy who I hate from Iron 2 is going to get wrecked in a couple I just, seconds, I, I bet. And then he does. That, oh, that part where he's, like, whispering, you know, like, close, like, it's a mm-hmm. close-up of him, like, doing it. It just seems really sensual. <laughs> it does seem like he's going to lick his ear. Their brotherhood. Their yeah. secret brotherhood. <laughs> well, no, I was like... I like that, too, because I said I hated him in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. I was glad they... Like, the same thing. Yeah. I'm glad they brought mm-hmm. him back to be a bad guy. Yeah. Well, he just gets arrested in the end, but Jasper gets thrown out of a car into a bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so violent, but, like, so good. Like, it's, like, Deadpool-level yeah, good. Yeah, like, like oh, man. Like... Robert Redford in the film, mm-hmm. he's like I thought was a great villain. Oh yeah, very, like, super good. Very postured and very much like uh, <laughs> convicted. He has serious conviction with why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I like his interaction off of mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson, which this is the first yep. movie I thought where Samuel Jackson was allowed to actually shine and be like oh, the yeah. character he's supposed to be. Yeah. From before, he just seemed like he was there to be like mm-hmm. you know the coach. But yeah. here it was like, no, he's a character now. Coach like, Cage. He, yeah. <laughs> Put me in coach. Like, well, I'm still he, thinking he of Nick Cage for some reason. <laughs> Nick Fury is not Coach Cage. He played he's Coach, coach Carter. Um, <laughs> was there, okay, so in the gag reel or whatever, was there, did they edit that, like, laser thing to be a lightsaber? Or was that just, like, a something that someone said? They might have, but I never looked. I don't know. But they probably did, because uh, they, they own Star Wars by that point, so I'm sure they could. <laughs> Oh, maybe it was just something in my a head. A blue that, lightsaber like, or a purple? Yeah, like they just edited it to be a purple. Mace Windows is way out of that. Maybe something I thought up in my head. And I That'd be I pretty cool. That'd be a cool little edit to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. Like this movie, if I just watched it, I could probably just talk about like every single thing that happens because yeah. everything's good. It really is. There's a little. So good. Would Would you guys want to see a like Sam Wilson movie? Mm-mm. No, not like a prequel or anything. I or, like, would see. With his, his wingman i would see if they were to do like the black widow movie mm-hmm. and incorporate some of the lesser known guys like if it was her hawkeye and sam wilson but like sam wilson played a very minor role in it i would be so on board. i heard that black widow is gonna take place before mm-hmm. like it's gonna be like 2006 that makes sense that'd be cool if it's like how she meets hawkeye be kind of neato. I would story. if they just had like Sam Wilson team up with anybody else, really, mm-hmm. like other than Captain America, like Ant Man. <laughs> you know what they should do? <laughs> actually, like this is, I mean, maybe this is just too obvious, but like they should take Sam Wilson and they should take Rhodey and they should like team them up and then make up like a straight like tribute to like black exploitation films of the seventies and make one of those kind of movies. Because, I mean, they've made movies of, like, like every genre. Yeah. They've made, like, like, a short film with, like, yeah. where they Even bring that, Luke like, Cage to. Yeah, Luke Cage and Black Panther. But, like, you know, these movies, they do... Like, they, there'd be a weird add into it, too. But, yeah. They've done, like, fantasy movies. They've done espionage films. Mm-hmm. They've done war films. I'm like, why why not do, like, a black exploitation film yeah. with those two being, like, you know, like a buddy cop film almost? Mm-hmm. 
of them just going and doing some like <laughs> side around. mission. Yeah, just flying. They could do so many like just smaller movie ideas though, yeah. honestly. Um, I just feel like I, I feel like every hero needs a movie. <laughs> like I don't know. Me and it's not every hero because that's that's like what gives the people who claim to have superhero fatigue like their actual superhero fatigue. Well, you know, they don't we, we don't need like, a Hawkeye. Like movie. we don't need a freaking Boba Fett movie. No, we don't need well, that's a Hawkeye more of movie. The, like, mystery like part of it I think is like I, I don't want a Boba Fett movie because I don't want to know like what he's been doing well like Joker movie I think it's the most disgraceful thing ever <laughs> and I'm excited for that more than really... a Boba Fett movie like I think the Joker Boba Fett like who deserves to be their secret like the most I don't mind like really the whole secret part of it because I when people say that I'm just like just screw off because like you could still watch any other movie that they're in and still have that secret mm-hmm. but because you know every movie is a different storyline now it's not like these are all one universe mm-hmm. but when it comes to like this series yeah I don't really want to see like a Hawkeye movie or a I, I don't really even want to see a Black Widow movie I know why they're mm-hmm. doing it because yeah, women yeah they, like, they, they, like they almost have mm-hmm. to do it which and they can make it good too like they'll probably they'll probably be a better they want to make a female Avengers. I would like another Winter Soldier movie, which is basically just going to be her. Think about it though. If they did, if it's yeah. how she meets Hawkeye, but it's about her hunting down the Winter Soldier while he's still an assassin. Think about how cool that would be. You could probably get more Winter Soldier. You get. Wait, did Black she Widow. know about like Winter Soldier? Though? Yeah, she explains. She gets shot by him, and like she explains it in Winter Soldier, like how she knows who he is. Okay. With like the yeah, she's like really Soviet awesome. slug rifling, pulls up her shirt, she's like bye bye bikinis, and then yeah, hmm. dude, and that's my movie. This is my second favorite. This is uh, number two. Yeah, this is my uh, second favorite. It's my number three. This one's eight for me. What? <laughs> okay, it's a little low. Okay, but... I've only seen it once, and it mm-hmm. was a few days ago. Really? Yeah. You didn't see it till then? No. It was the very, the most recent Marvel movie that I've seen, like, saw it way out of order. Mm-hmm. I, like, I already kind of knew a lot about it, mm-hmm. so I wasn't as, like, blown away with it. It was really good, though. Mm-hmm. It's just, I like some other movies better. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I mean, you can leave the podcast now, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of my favorite things about it, like, just before we move on... The Winter Soldier theme, like, in in that low, like, when whenever it's, like, low and you know that the Winter Soldier's about to come on, it has, like, that, that scream coming over. You know that scream, what that actually is? Hmm. When Bucky falls in Captain America 1, or the first, first Avenger, he falls, they took that scream and they, they, like, mechanized it and they, like, stretched it out and... Basically, they modified that exact scream to be that theme, that weird, eerie, piercing theme. It <laughs> it's so freaking good. Um, I'd play it, but it's not to like the it's not to like a minute or two into like the actual Winter Soldier theme that you hear that scream. But um, uh, that's awesome. And what else I was gonna say is awesome in that. Um, oh, Arnim Zola! I love that they brought back Arnim yeah, Zola to be because cool. in the comics he's mainly that computer like more than he is the scientist yeah and i like that they made him more like evil than he was in the first one because in the first one you're just like he's just like he's just a scientist you can almost 
guess like oh you know maybe he's I mean he's working for the Nazis and you know in the end Hydra mm-hmm. but it's like it could be just a circumstance of you know if he wasn't in that country at that time would he have been part of it yeah then you watch Winter Soldier and you're like wow he's actually the mastermind <laughs> like, yeah he's way worse oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome it's good it's freaking good all right we're ready to move on <laughs> I can just roll a song. Yeah, that's a good song. Stop this feeling. Are you gonna get in trouble for playing these songs? No, no way. Give me a break. We're not gonna get in trouble. For no, it. you're gonna be fine. We don't have the rights to them. So. We're gonna get thrown in prison. In 2014, a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy came out, mm-hmm. and everybody thought that was gonna be the one that broke Marvel. They said there's no way. And I saw that trailer and the music and how many people were sharing it. And I was like, oh my god, this is going to be like the biggest one they've had mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> like, this one... When did this movie come out? 2014. 2014. August 1st, This was the first Marvel movie I saw in theaters. Because we were dating then and mm-hmm. you brought me. You're like, we gotta go see this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess. This was the first one I was actually hyped for. And really? seeing it, it literally like was exactly what I was hoping and more. Like, this is exactly what I wanted out of uh, the movie that I was hoping to get. And it's not... I don't I don't even really call it a superhero movie. I really don't. Like... It's a space opera. I think it's, like, the best... Yeah, space movie we've gotten since the original mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, to me, this is... I have a top 25 space movies list on Letterboxd. This is my number one. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I seriously love this movie. I love the look of it i like the story i like how everybody meets up i like the characters i like the The chemistry i like the villain some people don't like the villain but i'm like i think he works great against the cheesy dialogue and like silliness Mm -hmm. of the other characters then you just got this guy who's like dead serious Mm -hmm. i'm like i thought that was great love the music i love the story this is a marvel movie that within the first two minutes i'm crying like what? <laughs> like, and seriously? then you're laughing. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like dancing yeah. around and singing into yeah. a rat thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this. And I mean, I like, I like all the other movies too. And I'm like, I like the characters. But this was the first one that, like, right from the beginning, I was like, I was emotionally attached to the entire Come movie. Come get your love. <laughs> and it, I, it's a movie with a talking tree and a raccoon, and <laughs> yeah. but it's still amazing. This movie just did everything different from all the other Marvel movies and did, like, mm-hmm. everything right. Yeah. This, I don't know. I love every the, single second of this movie. The visuals and the colors and everything, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's totally, so it's well. something you've never, like, really... I mean, you've seen it, but it felt like it was a long time since we'd seen anything like this. And especially from Marvel, especially, that, like, a blockbuster. Yeah. And here comes this movie by the guy who made... Slither, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy who made, um, uh, tr- who wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Like, oh, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Talk about just taking a chance, and it just yep. everything ended up working out. Yeah, this I actually didn't even know this came out. I didn't know it was a Marvel movie. Really? Yeah, cool. Because that, that's when I was living in Australia, and I didn't have like my phone. I didn't go on the internet, so I didn't know. You were already in Australia in 2014. Yeah. Yep, I left in July. But I didn't know that Winter Soldier had come out. I didn't know that Thor The Dark World had come out. I remember, I think Iron Man 3 was the last Marvel movie I had seen before I went. And then 
when I was flying back to the States, um, I saw um, Guardians of the Galaxy was already on the, the plane mm. to watch. And um, I remember people like back that I was living with that said, oh, like we watched this when we were in the Philippines and it was like the best thing ever. We watched it a million times. You got to go see it. But they didn't say it was a Marvel movie. They just said this is a sweet space movie. And I watched it, and right away it's Marvel. I'm like, what the heck? There's no way this is, like, MCU. This has to be, like, Fox or something. And I didn't pay attention to what studio. I just thought that there's no way this could be the MCU movie, you know? And it was funny, but I also fell asleep in the second half. And that was, like, my first experience with it. And that, for some reason, like, got me so uninterested in watching it again that it was, like, another maybe year or two before I watched it. I think it was probably 2016 before I watched it again and gave it an honest try. And by then I knew it was in the MCU, but I remember not being impressed with it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a good experience because of my own fault, really. You know, I wasn't there for the hype and I ruined my first experience. So the jokes were second hand the second time. But now I've watched it probably 10 times <laughs> in the past two years. And it is easily one of my favorites in the MCU because of it, because it's so weird but still so flawless the you know i love chris pratt Mm -hmm. and he flows really well with um i can't remember her name but gamora whoever her actress name is um and uh zoe saldana zoe saldana um bautista yeah him and then uh bradley cooper i guess i guess (laughs) not as much credit as he should I forget, like, because Drax was the one character when I saw the trailer where I was like, he's going to be the killjoy. He's going to be the one that ruins this movie. And here he is, the funniest part of the movie. Which, the trailer did not spoil that. The second one, the trailer pretty much only showed Drax's funny scenes. But the original trailers for the first movie, like, it didn't reveal what he was going to be like at all. Mm -hmm. Then you watch it, you're like, oh my god, he's probably the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, it's such a good... I love all the stuff with with the Ravagers and... Um, how they like, just how they meet. I love the prison stuff, and they go to like nowhere, and um, even by the end, it's just so weird and quirky. You know, dance off to save the <laughs> the world. You know, to, to save Xandar and all that. And I, I like Ronan. Is. I like I love the the Thanos part. You know, mm-hmm. I love Nebula, um, and uh, I love how they work in the power gem. I guess it's it yeah. really is just a good movie that doesn't even de- really depend on anything else. It's mm-hmm. just kind of its own It just thing. so happens to yeah. be. <laughs> it's a great movie. I just don't think I like have any problems at all with it. I can't think mm-hmm. of one thing that's like bad about it. I like that, yeah, they all meet up in prison and then they all escape mm-hmm. and yeah. they meet up with you know the collector guy and you think, oh, they're going to figure out everything here and they yeah. don't. They do things that I've never really, like I feel like movies typically avoid, like they don't save um ronan for the end of the film you know as the big bad guy no he shows up halfway through because mm-hmm. drax gave him a call basically because yeah. he's drunk mm-hmm. like yeah. who that's like brilliant writing because i'm like yeah that, that makes sense mm-hmm. then you get like to the end where you know they get meet up with basically space pirates yeah and instead of them you know trying to escape from that or you know them being shown as big baddies they instead team up with them yeah. like that's awesome like that so is good. way more interesting than what every other movie would typically do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, it's just 
It's just an excellent movie. It's a very this, an emotional movie. Mm-hmm. This movie has my favorite like representation of Drax also. Like I like Drax in the other movies too. But he becomes more of like a co- comedic relief. Like he he's the one who makes all like the dumb jokes, which are funny still yeah. by themselves. But mm-hmm. like in the first one, he's just super serious. Like and he doesn't mm-hmm. know that he's like the other two jokes. Yeah, he chills a lot. Too far. I I think one of the biggest reasons I like about it is that the movie really is like it's a larger than life movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a world ending event, yeah. but it doesn't take itself as seriously as that. <laughs> it doesn't treat itself like Thor. The Dark World, where yeah. it's like, this is a world-ending event, and like, <laughs> Thor's the only one who could stop it. This is like, oh yeah, this is a world-ending event, but we're, what are we going to do? And then they do stop it, you yeah. know? Like, it's yeah. just such a good concept, and to think that eventually, one day, they'll be potentially, you know, alongside the Avengers, and yeah. now we've gotten to see a little mm-hmm. bit of it, and this is my, uh, my number five. Number five on my list. This is my number one. Really? Yeah. It's my number four. It's also my number four. It's good. It's rightly placed. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of you. <laughs> and I think another layer of like coolness is before this came out, I went to Comic-Con and I actually met Michael Rooker. Really? And like... That's pretty cool. Yeah, I went to Comic-Con with my dad and my dad's a super tall dude. He's six mm-hmm. foot four. So the whole time we were in the line to, like, meet Michael Rooker, my dad was talking to him. Like, they were conversing the whole time. Which was you know cool. Michael Rooker? Not, like, well. Okay. <laughs> but, like, he met him, and he's just a really... My dad's really charismatic, mm-hmm. so he was just talking with him and, like, joking with him. And it was, like, we were at his, like, booth area for, like, 15 minutes just talking to him. Was he there as, um... You want to do or was he there as, like, Walking Dead guy? It was Walking Dead, because okay. that's what I knew him from. Yeah. And um, my dad knows him from, like, Mall Rats. My yeah. dad told me to give him the stink palm. So, like, when I went... <laughs> I didn't actually do it, but when I, I went know, up to Ma- him, I... I haven't sh- seen Mall Rats, so I'm scared. <laughs> I, <laughs> I shook his hand, and my dad goes, Give him the stink palm! And he looks at me, he's like, Don't listen to that man, he's a bad influence. Yikes. Ugh. But I think that... I remember him from Belko Experiment. <laughs> I think it was the first time I recognized him. I'm like, oh, that's Yondu. <laughs> My dad knows him from another movie, too. But I think that just makes me like it a little more. Cause yeah. Like, He's I'm a like, cool yeah, character. I, met him. I wish he was in a lot more stuff. He's like... He could be Woody Harrelson level, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. if he was in more stuff. Yeah, he could have easily been like in War of the Apes and been that character yep. if he really wanted to. Pretty easily. Well, well anywho... 2015 mm-hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron. This one's pretty low on my list. This one, the thing about this movie is I felt like the contractual obligation of, oh, we need to do another Avengers movie because, you know, that's just what we do now after all. Yeah. After after four or five movies, we got to do an Avengers movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it kind of, in a lot of ways, feels like the most pointless movie, but I want to know what you guys think of it because... I really, really liked this movie when it came out, and I thought it was better than the first Avengers. And then I let it sit for a couple months, because I let it sit for the summer, where people were kind of talking it down. They said it wasn't that great. You know, it was overrated when it came out. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it again at home, and I liked it even more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, like, but I acknowledge all the problems with it, but I still love it. What do you all think about it? 
there's a lot of parts in it I like, but as a movie in a whole, it's not, like, as good as the first Avengers to me. I, I don't know. Well, I'm, like, I'm looking at my list now, and I do actually have it a bit lower than the Avengers, but I think... Because the Avengers is obviously a better built movie, but I also think it has a lot less to ride on. It had a very simple premise of, we just gotta get the heroes together, and if we can get that done right, then we're good. Mm-hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron kind of has the pro- harder problem now of, okay, we've had all these great uh, movies now, and we also have to have them team up again. We need to bring in more heroes, even. We need to make the story even bigger. How do we do that? And to me, I thought they did succeed in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. I thought this one had more character development than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's also... Uh, I think it's a better looking movie. I also mm-hmm. really like the, the fact that they went with a wider aspect ratio, which you probably don't even know what I'm talking about there, but do you ever notice that Avengers is shot in a different aspect ratio? Like, okay. You so, explained it to me once, I have no idea what aspect ratio So look at my TV, you know? So right, I'm looking Avengers, at TV. Avengers would fill up the whole TV, 16 by 9. Okay. Like, you know, like a TV show would or something like that. Now, every other movie in the MCU was like widescreen so like super widescreen where there's like black bars on top of the screen mm-hmm. it's a wider Wonder aspect boxed. ratio so it's like instead of being like this it's like this but avengers for some reason was shot in this and that always threw me off because i only saw it at home <laughs> i didn't see it on like the big screen mm-hmm. so seeing that at home it really throws me off because i'm like why is it sh- it doesn't feel like it should be shot in that aspect ratio i know this is very specific <laughs> But I just, to me, that's why Avengers Age of Ultron almost looks better, because they go back to the wider ratio. And I think it just has better effects and better colors and better uh, character beats and better humor. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot going for it, I thought. But I didn't like Ultron as much as I like Loki, though, like as a villain. Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem, like, he is threatening, but he doesn't seem, like, super threatening to me. Like, I feel like he could do a lot more at, like, his abilities wise like I feel like he could have done a lot more like a lot quicker than he did yeah I guess I I just think that it's mostly down to his laid back um voice acting which is done by uh (laughs) James Spade yeah James Spader which what's his face from The Office (laughs) Robert California Robert California or from Blacklist which is a freaking good TV show I just think a lot of that stuff is Used to. I have watched a lot of TV in my past. <laughs> but now you like. Right now in my life, I don't watch it, but I have watched a We're lot of TV. We're not allowed to talk about TV. Shipping you up I'm just saying, he's good. What do you What do you all think of it? Because I'm like, I honestly only have more praise for it than I do mm-hmm. negativity. I love Ultron. I love. It was one of my top. It was in my top five for a long time, um, and uh, I really it's. It's kind of like every other time I watch it, or every time I watch it, it's it's better or slightly worse. It doesn't get better and better for me like like Guardians does, or you know, Winter Soldier or Civil War. This one, it's like every other time it's better, every other time it's worse for me. So it's it's always kind of bobbed around. I like Alt- I I like Loki as an overall character more, but I like Ultron as a villain second most to Thanos so far um because Ultron I I love the concept of him like I said having to bring the characters together like they had to exploit a flaw of Tony Stark 
to get him, you know, to, to build up a character like Ultron. But then when Ultron is completely, like, by, by the time you know that he's a straight-up villain, he's, he's, like, flawless in his drive to, like, accomplish one goal, which is extinction, you know? And, like, Loki has, like, his direction is flawed. Like, there's times when you see his, basically, his humanity... But Ultron, you never see his humanity. There's only one part where you kind of see it, and that's when he's talking to Scarlet Witch, saying, like, if you stay here, you'll die. And, you know, like, he actually cares for her, and he knows that he's over, and he's like, no, you need to get off this rock or he'll die. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, he's just straight up, like, psychopath the whole movie, and he's very frightening for me. Um and uh, I like where it kind of takes you. Like, the first Avengers movie is only, like, really three different scenes in a way. Like, they're, you're either on the helicarrier or you're in New York kind of in Avengers, you know, or you're in Germany for a little bit. But this one, like, you're kind of, you're all over the place. And, you know, you're in Sokovia, and then you're in Avengers Tower, and then you're in Seoul, South Korea for a little bit, and then you're... They're in Africa on the edge of Wakanda, you know, um, and they go back to Sokovia of all places. Like it's kind of a, it's I think it's Joss Whedon's weaker movie, but I still really like it a lot. I like all the character development. You get the, I mean, you get another dope Captain America suit in Winter Soldier, but now he's like fully in the Stars and Stripes, the coolest suit, you know, yeah. and like his fighting is just the intro scene when like the full, like, Avengers team is fighting in, like, the snowy woods. It's so cool. Yeah, and, like, just... And the scientists. They're really chill about it, but they're completely just, yeah, killing it. And, and uh... Yeah, I like... I really like pretty much everything about that movie. It is very confusing. Like, it's... It's almost as, like, confusing as Winter Soldier can be, you know, in terms of, like, the plot. Um, but I really... I like all of it. I really like, like Age of Ultron a lot. I like it. It's... Mm. Just like, I don't know. I just feel like with what he could have done, he could have done it like a lot faster because he can control like all technology and stuff. Like he's because in he's in the internet. Yeah, yeah. I think he would have stopped the like, Avengers crazy fast. Yeah, realistically, yeah. That's the only part that's that like I. That's like the big, like grab I have mm-hmm. with it. Other than that, it's like I, lo- I love the introduction mm-hmm. of like Scarlet Witch. I even like Quicksilver. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't. But they, they actually explained that, why he didn't completely take over the internet, like completely, completely. And they don't play it out really well. They could have fleshed it out more so it's more obvious. But they explain it pretty well if you're listening for it. But Jarvis hiding, basically hiding inside the internet. Yeah. They said like, oh, there's a hacker. And like, it's such a weird little short plot point where Tony Stark <laughs> goes to to Sweden or Denmark or Norway or something to find the hacker, you know, and he goes to, like, this brain network and discovers Jarvis has been hiding out, you know? Mm. But it's a really small plot point. Otherwise, yeah, you're like, why doesn't Ultron just completely take over every nuke, you know? And that's because Jarvis is protecting the nuclear launch codes and stuff. And, like, that's, like, it's a minor plot point that should be a major one, but they don't flesh it out enough, and that's why people are like, this doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. I like that uh, I like that vision showed up in the movie and oh, some yeah. of the other stuff. It's the best part. Of I didn't movie. like Scarlet Witch really, but like she gets better as they go along. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't like Quicksilver at all. 
And I think that really was Days of Future Past's fault. It, it, mm-hmm. It's their fault, I think, also, that he got killed oh. off right away. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I didn't know they are the same character until after. Yeah. Well, yeah, Days of Future Past cooks over way better. Yeah. But like, I still like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I like because it's like you have a serious Quicksilver and then you have like a comic booky one. I like that the Avengers got the serious one. Like I'm really okay with it that he wasn't like an Ant Man character like think, Quicksilver is. Do you think he'll X-Men. come back? Like, no, because no, he no, didn't he sign a three film deal. I think he's I too care. strong. I think. I mean, they already like you have like the big heroes, but then when you add in a minor hero like that with a power like that, it's kind of like too big but of a power. Even with like you know? X Men coming to MCU and stuff, do you think? No. I think they're going to completely revamp everything X-Men. I think we'll get a new Wolverine. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, like, bring back Andrew. I, I, don't, I don't think he's coming back, because okay. I think... I think just Too complicated with Magneto the, and stuff. I think they're focused on way more other, like, other things right now yeah. than that. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, he might show up in, like, a tiny thing. They like to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I don't know what else to say about this one. I just like it. I, talking about it makes me actually want to watch it again. Like, I'm probably going to watch it again. It is a long it movie. Mm-hmm. It is a long, long movie, and that's probably, like, really its only problem mm-hmm. is that it's too long, and that maybe the story doesn't mm-hmm. really have too much to fill up for as long mm-hmm. as it is, especially since you get to Infinity War, and you're like, oh, that's kind of more how you do it, like, a mm-hmm. little better with that many characters, especially since Infinity War has more characters. Yeah. And that was another downer is that, okay, so we got Age of Ultron, and I 100% understand why they didn't have Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man in it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like... It, it felt weird that we got another Avengers movie that's supposed to be this big deal. You know, mm-hmm. culmination of the phase mm-hmm. that didn't really have more heroes in it. Now, we we get, like, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I get that, but... You get War Machine, and then you get, yeah. you get the Helicarrier. That's kind of a little bit of a sneak in there. Um, but I, every time that I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, maybe that does suck. I'm, I'm second guessing it if it does suck. I remember that there's the Hulkbuster fight. Yeah. And that's like, oh wait, no, yeah, this is amazing. Like, this is perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Like probably the coolest fight scene I think so far, like next to (laughs) the entire fight scene that Civil War is like, that's like next on the list for just so freaking epic and cool Mm -hmm. is the Iron Man versus Hulk fight. The action and the characters really saved this movie a ton. Mm -hmm. Because the story is really all over the place, but I I almost don't care. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, the funniest thing to me was I saw this opening night, and there was, like, this kid in the theater. So, you know, like, earlier in the movie, Captain America's, like, language keeps telling people not to swear, so he says language. It's funny. But later in the movie, when they're, like, you know, Sokovia's, like, going in the air, and it comes crashing down, this Mm -hmm. guy in the theater just yells, holy shit, like yelled at. Mm-hmm. This little kid in the theater said right after that, language. Language. <laughs> and everybody yeah. laughed at him. I was like, that kid is going to go on to do great things. Like, yeah. he is, he, he knew exactly what to say. Like, <laughs> there's one guy in the house and he said it right. <laughs> Where is this on your uh, list? I have this at a uh, 15. Which seems pretty low for it as much as I kind of like it. For me, oh, oops, I was looking at my MCU chrono- chronology list. Um, this is number seven for me. It's number twelve for me. Number fourteen. 
Well, and that's uh, that's the end of Phase 2, because, you know, every phase ends with an Avengers movie, doesn't it? It always ends with an Avengers movie, so let's move on. Oh, wait, they... Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I So today I was listening to a podcast about it, and they... I guess there was, you know how Deadpool had leaked footage out for a while that got people hyped for it? Mm-hmm. They actually did that with Ant-Man, but no one knew about it. Like I remember it, Ant-Man but I kept your In Phase really? 1. Really? They were thinking about making him one of the main well, the, Avengers for Kevin the first Feige movie. wanted him in the first Avengers because mm-hmm. like Avengers number one or whatever had like that original team and he was part of that mm-hmm. and so he wanted him in there but I guess it just didn't happen. Didn't get tra- it didn't even really get traction in Phase two. Yeah. They still were like, are we seriously gonna do an Ant Man movie by the time <laughs> it came out? And then they're like, yeah, we're gonna do an Ant Man movie yeah. and it was good. It's weird because like you know Iron Man. You get why there was so much... It seemed like there was a lot of hype and production around Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movies just kind of came and like surprised everybody with how good they were. The other one that seemed like they had lots of time and production and like pre-production and really trying to do it right was Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Because that was the first one where they got like a big league director. I mean, Edgar Wright was like... He is selective about his projects and he was already pretty praised amongst like film fans mm-hmm. so to pick him to do it it was like whoa like they're really gonna do something different with this one and yeah. it is the still the saddest thing on the entire it is. planet it honestly is the saddest thing on the entire <laughs> I, I i wanted to do this for years to make a list of best movies you're never gonna see that would be number one mm-hmm. i'm like i so i want to go to the planet where mm-hmm. that movie ended up happening <laughs> I think that would have Baby Driver is Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, heist movie with Baby Driver with with Edgar Wright. It'd be that's what it would be. What do you think of the final product? Cause I don't. I still enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I really I love, it. I love it. I like that after all of these Phase Two movies, we finally got a smaller movie mm-hmm. that was like, oh, it's not a world-ending plot. We finally just got something that's you know. It's so sad that it's like after. A really big like Avengers movie every time. <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like not. Yeah, and this is I guess since we're ending phase two of this and this I don't know how this plays into Ant Man so maybe you guys can help me but um, on the podcast I was listening to they said that as um, an homage to Empire Strikes Back every movie in phase two has an arm oh, getting uh, cutting mm-hmm. getting cut off. Is that an Ant Man? I don't remember it. It is. Hand. I forgot what it was, but I'll look it up right now. And they kept that going for a while, too, because that happens a couple times in Phase 3, too. So Is it just a normal arm getting cut off, though? It wasn't, like, direct homage to it was probably Empire. Like, no. I think it was just, like... It's always just an arm. It just kind of... Just your everyday arm getting cut off. It was just, like, a happy mistake, and then they just kept it going. Like, yeah. let me read. So, um... Keep talking for a second because I gotta find right article. Well, <laughs> in uh, Iron Man three, it's like, it's they have the extremist people. extremist people in Thor: The Dark World. It's um, that guy with the horns, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The like sidekick to Malekith, mm-hmm. and then in Winter Soldier, it is Bucky. Yeah. And then in well, Guardians, it's Groot gets both arms cut off. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it was the guy at the prison. No, that was That's his a leg. leg. Yeah. Was his leg. Um, Age so, of Ultron, it's Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> Gets his arm cut off. And then Ant-Man, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. But so, it's kind of a neat little thing that they do, though. 
Bucky Barnes lost to the Winter Soldier and in Civil War. Oh. And, uh, hey, Misty Knight lost an arm. Yep. I forgot about that. They're going into the TV shows, too, which, uh, I didn't even think of that. Um, Thor lost an arm? Oh, yeah, he gets his arm cut off, uh, by Loki. Loki cuts his arm off, and then it's, but it's like a secret. The illusion. Arm oh, cutting. yeah. Okay, so they're showing, uh, Yellow Jacket got his arm cut off. Let me read this quick. Zolpin killed when his suit shrinks uncontrollably, but before oh, yeah. his somewhat horrific death, the villain loses in the process. So it's like a really fast thing. Because yeah. he implodes, and is that the first well, thing that happens? Like his like, his suit malfunctions, so he's like like he's shrinking like weirdly, mm-hmm. and his arm comes off. I guess. Comes off. Or it, like gets cut off. I think it just got imploded into him. Because I, I think that's like the first right? part to go. Basically, okay. they did a quick in post production because I think they remembered. Oh, we gotta do oh, this. Oh yeah, we gotta do this. <laughs> Um, I like this movie because it was finally the first one that kind of, like, referenced the fact that the Avengers happened, mm-hmm. and that, like, <laughs> oh, now there's, like, characters who, like, are referencing that, and mm-hmm. are influenced by that. Cause, like sarcastic Ruddy, attitudes about the Avengers. Paul Rudd even's just yeah. like, I think we should just call the Avengers. Yeah. Like, we just, like, yeah. <laughs> that's probably first thing we do, call it the Avengers. <laughs> I really, I like the tone of these um, anime yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I like so fun. the side characters and just, it seems like they're just having fun with it. Yeah. And you just kind of needed that, especially at that point when we had so many like good movies but a lot of world ending movies. Yeah. And I like that the humor is different from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, was going to be hard to top after, you know, that came out and it was so funny. Yeah. I love Paul Rudd humor. <laughs> like, I love Paul Rudd, yeah. yeah. Like, he's, in general. He's like one of my favorite He's a perfect ant man. He's just too good. But there isn't really a lot that I have to say about it. Michael Pena and his... Uh, I'm, not, that's, I, I'm not a fan of Michael. I like Michael Pena, but I hate that there's a crew or that there has to be the crew. Really? And I, I like heist movies, but I for me, like it took away from the, the Ant-Man focus, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the same reason that... Same thing that happened with Ant-Man and the Wasps is that that whole thing took... Oh, like... It just it it it's adding in too many characters for me to to really fully enjoy Ant Man as Ant Man. Speaking of his crew, uh, the Russian guy, mm-hmm. he's in the Dark Knight. Yep, <laughs> he's he's actually in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. That's weird. I never noticed it. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, like I'm just reading up about the movie now. It's crazy that back in 2010, that's when they were first meeting with Edgar Wright to do it, and mm-hmm. that was like after Scott Pilgrim. They were, like, impressed by it, even though it wasn't making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, other yeah. things that I... Evangeline Lilly? Yeah. You guys like her? Yeah, she's I thought right. she was good. Yeah. I, I think she's better in the sequel, but that's mm-hmm. just going to yeah. give her more uh, to work with. Yeah. yeah. I really like uh, that they got Michael Douglas to be in this movie. Yeah. And they, like, de-aged yeah, him, even though, like... He still pretty much looks, like, the same. Like, he's yeah. aged pretty well in general. I, I like his tension with, like... Shield and stuff. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Punches the never trust the Stark. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, good. I uh, I'm really the thing I really liked in this movie was that they just randomly had um, was it Sam Wilson Falcon mm-hmm. that he was just randomly in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a comic book thing to do. Where yeah, they just show very up. comic. They just show up for basically a quick fight and that's it. Yeah, and they had that in this movie. I'm like, I think that was like the first time where they really did that. They kind of did in Thor, but like this mm-hmm. one, it was like, 
yeah, they, oh, they can do that kind of stuff because yeah. they're in the same universe. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love the giant fight scene that takes place. Like, it's like one f- long fight scene all the way between, like, the lab all the way to, like, his house, you know? It's not just, like, this big and tiny, but, like, at one point they're, like, fighting inside the briefcase in the helicopter. <laughs> and Yellow Jacket's like, I'm going to disintegrate you. And then the phone starts playing Disintegrate by The Cure. And, like, <laughs> as Siri says it, and it's, like, the sweet like laser fight and it's like really cool looking but it's playing to that song and like yeah i don't know it's just a very it's the it's the closest thing to the guardians type of humor that we've had before like thor ragnarok i guess before they go overboard with the humor kind of like in guardians 2 um like it's just a good amount of humor and fun Mm. and you're like it's down to earth enough to where it's like it's very Iron Man to me. I put it on the same level as Iron Man. It felt like down to earth. It was happening, you know. It wasn't world ending and it wasn't cosmic. It was just like, you know, it's a good heist movie. It's good. I like it. I really, really wish Edgar Wright would have directed it. Mm. And there's a lot of parts in it that feel a little bit more Edgar Wright feel to well, it, just... you know. Those action sequences, which, I mean, already are really interesting, mm-hmm. different stuff. You'd see how they really take advantage of the fact that he can shrink and everything. Like, yeah. They really take advantage of that. But just imagine if Edgar Wright was directed. Like, it just makes you sad. You're like, yep. this could have been amazing. could have been good. And it's still amazing. It's, I mean, it's good, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been amazing if Edgar Wright did it. They should have just let him do it. I, I know there were issues between him and his you know creativity I, i'm guessing it had to do with creative control mm-hmm. i'm sure edgar Wright just didn't really want to give up anything and i'm sure marvel as much as they give people freedom it's probably mm-hmm. not as much as he wanted which is too bad but yeah i mean but then you look at iron man 3 and you see shane black and so maybe they just learned a lesson from iron man 3 and they're like now we can't give people control or or Kenneth Branagh and Thor 1, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we can't give these guys complete control because they'll just turn into their movie. But it's you know? like, every director has his touch on their movies, mm-hmm. but every one of them, you can also tell that they are being held back in a way. Like, Shane Black, after watching The Nice Guys especially, I realized, like, he didn't go full Shane Black in that Iron Man 3. He was held back by the fact that they still have to tell a story that connects to the events of the overall yeah. saga. Same thing that happened with Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, the only one who got away with it was James Gunn, but that was just because Guardians of the Galaxy had nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he had kind of the most freedom, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it was really him that got so much. It's just, it's a little, it's almost unfair, but like... Mm-hmm. And I think they've even gotten better about it as it's gone on because he got James Gunn like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two seems way more like a James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther it seems like Ryan Coogler got tons of freedom to do what he wanted with that movie. So I think at this point they totally could have Edgar come back and actually do what he wanted to do, but it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my ranking of that would be uh, Ant Man is fourteen, number nine. Well, let's move on then, I guess, to, uh, Dunk Phase 2. 
Thanks for listening to the episode, and what did you think of it? Do you agree that Iron Man 3 is one of the most underrated in the franchise, or do you agree with Chloe and think it's one of the worst? Do you think Thor The Dark World is as bad as everyone says? Leave a comment on this episode, or send us something on Instagram, at Cinemaswamp, or at Cinemaswamp on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp. Wait, you're guilt tripping me, aren't you? I'm cold. I can tell. You know how I can tell? Because we're connected. So it's shot.